sick of climbing the ladder, join us on the journey to explore the world beyond traditional career paths. On It's Not A Ladder podcast, we interview individuals who took a slightly different route to achieve their goals. I'm Kevin. I'm Alice. And I'm Josie. We do hope you enjoy the conversation. Hi, everyone. Um, So we have an exciting update to announce. Um, So now we have three members on our team. We are so grateful to have Josie join us. Um, Josie is the newest addition to our little family. Thank you so much for having me on the team. So first question for you guys, why did you decide to start this podcast? I, I think for me, starting It's Not a Ladder was really a journey to explore different pathways. And, you know, in the introduction, trying to talk to different people about the decisions that they made and hopefully sharing that. So I think the first thing is talking to people who've taken a leap of faith in life and seeing how they manage the risks and what considerations they had. And the second one for me is to really raise the question and I guess bring awareness that people can take different pathways in life and have many interests. And I think the final thing for me and is I was definitely have something else is to showcase young people of excellence and to showcase what they've done in their life and to give them a platform to speak about their journey. But Josie, what do you think It's Not Allowed podcast is about? Mm, yeah, I think, I mean, similar to what you said, definitely. I remember when we were sort of discussing the show and um, whether I wanted to join, I think the one line that really sold me was when you guys said, oh yeah, we literally just started this podcast to talk to interesting people. And I think that's one of yeah my favorite things to do. And I figured that it's always nice to have a reason, I guess, to try reach out to these people because yeah, often, I mean, I would love to talk to so many people, but maybe I don't make the time or I don't have the reason to almost just randomly reach out to people. And yeah, I think for me, that was what it was. Um, Yeah. So what do you guys, like, what were you guys hoping to get out of um, making this podcast? Yeah, that's a really um, great question. I think for me, what I want to get out of making this podcast is um, to help people but specifically help people um, in high school and undergrad um, this is because when I was in high school and undergrad um, I think I had somewhat of a plan in mind in terms of what I wanted to do but then as I went through my degrees and everything I, I saw that some people took really cool and interesting routes or routes um, in their um, education in terms of their internships and clubs that they joined and like people that they met and there are some things that I wish I knew earlier so I think with this podcast if we get interesting people to come on and talk about how they got to where they got to um, and people listen to it they might you know find out about these opportunities a bit earlier so they can plan for it um, and be inspired by someone else's path so I think that's one of the reasons that uh, one of the things that we hope to achieve. Yeah, and something just to add there, Josie, I think one thing that's really important about our podcast is that even though, you know, the three of us interview people, we're really open to our listeners giving us suggestions of people they want to hear about or they want to talk to. Um, so I do really encourage anybody listening to this um, to reach out to us if there's anybody you find interesting or any particular field you want to learn more about so that we can help you delve deeper into that journey. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I mean... Yeah, out of interest, what sort of people are you guys, do you guys have planned coming up or what sort of industries are you guys interested in looking at right now? 
Um, I think at the moment we're really open to um anyone. I think so. When we made the podcast, we had two types of people in mind. So the first is people who have um um switched um from one career path to another, and the second type of people that we've had in mind for interviewing are people who are on a particular career path, but they do other things on top of that. So I think for from my point of view, it'll be really great to keep our um. Options open and interview anyone who falls into one of those two categories. What do you think, Kevin? Yeah, definitely. I think in terms of people we have coming up, we're quite open minded, and what we really rely on is um, speakers introducing us to think people that they think are interesting, and we think that organic growth is really what we strive to achieve. And what really sets our podcast apart is we might not be interviewing you know the big CEO of big companies, but what are we interviewing are people who. Uh, like young people and things that are really achievable, and we can have tangible learnings. But I'm really curious to hear, Josie. What do you think? Who do you think we should start interviewing, and and what ideas do you have? Yeah, I think you mentioned a really good point just before about you know we're not necessarily interviewing big CEOs or these very you know people who seem so far removed from where we are because at least for me personally, when I've you know felt a lot of career anxiety or I've been sort of Trying to figure out where I want to go with my career, I think often looking at people like that can feel so unreachable. But you know, once upon a time, those people were probably just people like us as well, right? They were our age at one point in time, trying to figure things out, etc. And I think, yeah, for me, I think it's really nice that there is that sense of maybe relatability or advice that feels more achievable、um, for someone like me, and hopefully other students or other young people. So, yeah. Mm, yeah, I guess moving on,、um, you know how in this podcast we often ask quite philosophical questions.、Um, so yeah, I guess I'll direct it back to you guys in terms of the question about whether you're more like a light bulb or a laser, so more like、um, a generalist or specialist when it comes to your career and your interests.、Um, what do you think, Alice? Yeah, that's a great question, and、um, yeah, we always ask that question to everyone. I think it's a classic on our podcast.、Um, so for me, at the moment, I actually I'm not sure. I've been thinking about it,、um, but I I don't know. I think if it were a spectrum, I don't think I can be on like either extreme of the spectrum. But at the moment, I think if we're looking at the type of work that I'm doing, I think I'd like it more of.、Um, The work, the nature of the work in itself that I do is very like laser focused. It's quite like technical and maybe a bit specialized. But in terms of the impact that I would like to make, I think at the moment I'd rather make um an impact on like kind of like a light bulb sort of impact that can spread to more people. Yeah. What about you, Kevin? Yeah, I think as Alice said, it's a really interesting question. I think one that will differ depending on who you talk to and at what stage in their career they are. Um. I think for me, this question is really context dependent. So I think there are certain aspects of your life where you need to be very specialized in, whether it's a specialized father, whether a specialized partner, whether if you're going to be in a career as Alice mentioned that's highly technical, then you have to have the specialized skills there. But I do think that everybody's life is somewhat generalized. You know, unless you only do one thing in your entire life, people are mainly generalists. You know, you go to work, you do your work, you're great at your work, you might be the top. Specialist, but then you go home and you're a father, 
or you go home and you're a mother, or you go home and you're a sibling, or a son, or a daughter. So I think everybody really has this generalized skill set. I think it's just when we apply it to work, it's difficult because in society you have different fields of work and you have specialists within those fields, and it's not as easy, although getting better, to try and cross fields. So you don't have many, let's say, surgeons who are also opera singers. Um, but more and more people are showing that other side of them and showing what they do after work or um, and trying to bring other skills in. So I think um, being a specialist is incredibly difficult. It's incredibly rewarding and it's incredibly important. But being a generalist also, I think, is part of our innate personality and our innate skill set. So I think in the future, what we'll see are people who are specialized in being generalists, really, is that they pick a couple of fields in their life and they, they choose to specialize in those. And the way they generalize themselves is to either work across these fields or to have these small hobbies or side gigs on the side that keep their hobby, uh, keep their, I guess, interests uh, open. I, I think for myself, um, I don't think I've learned enough to know whether I want to be a specialist or a journalist in any particular field. But what I do know is that I have many hobbies and I wouldn't want to just have one thing to do in life. So I think in the future, I will try and go towards more of the generalist pathway. But as Alice mentioned, it's definitely important to have a specialist skill set in order to set foot and stand strong in society. But I think I'd encourage everybody listening to this podcast to not forego everything else just for one thing, because at the end of the day, there's so much more time and so much more to life than just one particular thing that you can devote all of your time to. Yeah, definitely. And I guess from my perspective, I'm not sure whether it's just because I study media and I'm kind of gaining experience in the media industry right now, but the way I see it, it just feels like there's less or maybe more and more people are moving away from the traditional nine to five, you know, job structure that you do for 40 years of your life. And definitely in the media industry, I think it's really important to sort of develop a wide range of skills like you know, I have lecturers and stuff telling me, oh, you can't just know how to write or just know how to take photos or just know how to record videos. You need to be able to do all of it. Um, but I guess I think that works for even just beyond one industry. Like I think it probably doesn't hurt to have skills across multiple, like especially as the work, the future of work evolves, I guess. A hundred percent. And I think one thing to note there is we have this new career that we're seeing that entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs really are generalists at heart. Whether they come from an engineering background or a medical background or an investment background, you come in there and you're everything. You're CEO, you're the chief financial officer, you have to do the marketing, you have to do everything. So I think increasingly, um, as you mentioned, many careers within themselves are realizing that there's a generalized skill set. There's also a new career emerging that a lot of young people, a lot of people have been in the same career for a long time, have exited and trying to do something completely new and different to the different work structures we have at the moment. And I think that's something we're trying to explore in this podcast as well, which is, okay, if somebody had a particular interest they were pursuing, let's say they were specialists in that area, why did they change if they did? Or why did they try and explore another hobby? And what were the considerations behind it? And more importantly, whether you can synergize different interests together, because often it's not one or the other. You can really have both. And something that a really wise mentor told me once, um, and I'm still trying to figure out what it really means, but is everyone can have everything in life, but you just can't have it all at once. And that's something that's really resonated with me because 
we keep on thinking whether our, our life is going to be a specialist, let's say having one thing, or a generalist and having everything. But in reality, as you move through life in different stages, when you look at the end and look back, you could really see that you can have everything in life. Uh, you just have to, I guess, take it step by step in achieving the life you want to live. That got really philosophical. Yeah. No, I actually really like that. That's. I think that's also a very comforting and very reassuring thought to have because... I'm not sure about other people, but for me at least, I feel like there's so many things I want for my life, but I also do agree that I'm starting to realise I can't have it all right now immediately, and some things take time, and some things will probably just come when, you know, it's the right time when you're at a certain stage of your life, so, yeah, I really like that. Do you have any thoughts, Alice? Yeah, I really like that too. Um, I think I've heard of that quote as well once, but um, in a different context, to um, generalist versus specialist um, but I think like knowing that it's really comforting because you're not say if you know you, you don't have all you want you're not like resisting against it you're kind of accepting it and thinking that's okay that I don't have this um, I can have this a different time in my life and other things will come by in life I think on this topic of life and advice um, with our podcast we've you know asked everyone what advice they would give and I think it's just fair if we ask ourselves too so um I'll start with you Kevin so what is one thing that you um what is one advice that you would like to share or um, one thing that you know you've learned I, I think for me you know there's obviously many learnings that as you go through life but I think one thing that really stands out to me is you know when we go through life we predicate our decisions based on achieving something. So for example, we're not going to do this until we have enough money or we're not going to do this until we finish the degree. We're not going to do this until something happens. And I think life will never be like that. You'll never be able to finish this and then do that. So the piece of advice I've always tried to live by is when you think of something, just do it. And unless there's something that's you know, a huge barrier that you can't um, overcome until another 20 years, and obviously that don't do that. But the many things in life, when you think about it, you should just do it. So, you know, the classic examples that I hear all the time is, you know, oh, I'm, I'm a bit too scared to email that person I'm at the networking event. Just just email them. And really what's the worst that come to it is that they don't reply to your email. Or the second one is, I'm not sure if I'm capable for that job or that internship. Just apply and, and see how it goes. And I think with that mindset, you know, you will apply to things, you apply to a lot of things, you get rejected to a lot of things. But once in a while, something will come along and then something that will come along that if you didn't apply, you would never get it. Um, and I think that applies to many things in life, whether professional or personal, which is you know, if you want to do something nice to somebody, just just do it. If you want to treat yourself one day, just go buy that thing you've always wanted to buy. Um, predicating that you shouldn't buy everything all at once and, and impulse spend. But you know, if there's something that you want to do, I think don't wait until something happens in life to do it because life really is too short in that aspect. Um, so it's really about putting your foot down, and telling that voice, that insecure voice in, in, in your heart to be like, okay, yes, there's all these risks and all these worries, but I'm never going to know what it's like until I actually do it. So I think at the end of the day, you know, email that really interesting person you met, text that person you really want to talk to and apply for that job you really want to do. Yeah, I really like that. And actually, I feel like that's something I kind of struggle with right now. Um, yeah, I think sometimes if I email someone or I try to reach out to someone and if I don't get a reply, it feels... I know it's not, most likely, or almost certainly it's not, but sometimes it feels a little bit personal, almost. And yeah, I was wondering if you've ever felt that or if it's something you do. 
or yeah if you've emailed a lot of people and I don't know if you've always felt comfortable doing that yeah I definitely didn't always feel comfortable I think I remember the first time I sent an email to professor I drafted that email five times it was like one page long, and I started with like, dear, honourable professor, kind regards your student. Um, but I think over time, you get over that. But I think the second thing is, <clears throat> is that when someone doesn't reply to you, if you email another person, you, you just tend to forget. And, and it sounds weird. And I'm not saying just email everybody the same template, but obviously every email you send needs to be personalised, needs to be thought about. But either email you send is a new opportunity. And, and if you light up many opportunities for yourself, if it's one that doesn't fall, that one that falls through, then it's okay. I think the worst is when they reply to you and they reject you. It, that, that one, as you mentioned, is quite difficult. But I think the way to get over that is, you know, no one, if they haven't met you and they don't know you, they're not out there to hurt you. They didn't send that email to be like, you're terrible, I don't want you. It, it might just be a circumstance that enough, enough time. And one thing to keep in mind is that as a student, this is your job. Your job is to learn. Um, and your job is to, in, in some aspects, ask these opportunities and take the initiative. And I think, you know, a lot of us rely on opportunities present to us. You know, a lot of us, if you see all the schemes, you will have a scheme for a particular scholarship and you will have thousands of students applying to it. But then there might be 50 professors that have just the same scholarship we haven't advertised for it. So I think it's also about that hidden market concept that we always talk about, which is you've got all these open opportunities and then you see this opportunity, you're like, okay, it's time to apply for it. But if you, if you create that opportunity for yourself, then there's actually many opportunities out there. And the other thing is to realize it's okay to feel bad when someone rejects you. I, I don't think people like being rejected and I don't think it's healthy to like like to try and learn to like to be rejected. I think it's that negative emotion that we, at the end of the day, have to try and accept and try and be aware of. And that's something I think just takes time and takes trial and error and takes many, many people rejecting you in life to be like, okay, people reject you and that's life and we move on. And if the next person rejects me, the next person rejects me. And one time, one day someone will not reject me and they'll accept me. And when I grab that opportunity, I need to be ready to, to go for it. Alice, what were your thoughts on advice you'd give to people? Yeah, first of all, I just want to say that, yeah, what Kevin said was really wise. And um, I think, yeah, everyone should listen to that segment. Um, but on, just really quickly on, um, on the subject of emails and, like, rejections and stuff, um, I, I agree with Kevin. I think, like, the more, like, cold emails you send out asking for opportunities, um, even if you don't hear back from them, I think, like, the more you do eventually you know someone in terms of chances and likelihood someone will you know um reply you but also the more that you do i think the more um, more of a realistic expectation you'll have and when you hold a realistic expectation about um someone replying you i think you'll become less upset and less hurt by it because i think we all feel a little bit hurt when um someone doesn't reply us but the more you do it the more you'll kind of understand that you know they have um, the person that you're emailing are also really busy. They have other priorities. They might not have seen your email. And these things um, come to the forefront of your mind and you hold that sort of expectation. And then you probably will become less upset and less afraid to send out more emails. Um, another advice that's a bit different that I would like to um, give is that it's, um, I think it's really important to get to know yourself and have self-awareness. And I think to do this, this comes through, this comes from experiencing different things. 
And it's because when you um, experience different things, you will, the way that you react to those things might not be what you expected how you would react. So then as you experience these things, you'll learn about yourself and you le- you'll learn about how you feel, um, what your emotions are in reaction to a certain thing happening. And I think through that, you'll learn more about yourself. Um, and I think it's really important to get to know yourself um, because then, I don't know how, I guess I like don't really know like how to say it accurately. It's probably very philosophical, but I just think it's really powerful when you are self-aware and you get to know yourself, you get to know what you like, what you don't like, um, how you react to things, um, what your tendencies are and things like that. I think it will serve you in life. So um, I guess another question that we like to ask is what's one thing that we regretted or um, we think that we should have done earlier? So I think Josie, we'll start with you. What's one thing that you've regretted maybe? Yeah, I'm not sure about regrets. I mean, a bit of a cliche, but you know, I feel like there's no point in regretting things or if, you know, I had done some things differently, maybe I wouldn't be where I am right now. And I don't know how I feel about that. But in terms of something I should have done earlier, I think, okay, actually there's two sides to it. One is that I feel like I had to go through what I did to appreciate what I'm doing right now, which is making time for some of my own personal projects, interests, and then also just prioritizing my own health and well-being. Like I got pretty burnt out about a year ago when I was working a lot, trying to juggle like internships, work, um, uni and all these other things. Um, And recently I made a decision to quit some of those jobs, let go of some of those responsibilities so that I can get eight hours of sleep a day, eat three meals a day and have time to do some of my own things for fun. And yeah, just for my own mental health and also enjoyment of life. And I mean, in some ways, I also feel like by focusing on my own things, I'm still developing skills that could be relevant career wise or whatever. Um, But yeah, I just feel so much better right now and I feel so much happier with my life and obviously that's not necessarily realistic for everyone to do and you know sometimes you have to work and you have to do these things or um and it's not yet really realistic just do your own fun things um all the time but right now I've been doing that and I've been really happy and so I wish I did that earlier in a way but also like I said I think I had to get quite burnt out to appreciate how I feel right now as much as I do. So yeah, that's my thing, I guess. Uh, what about you, Kevin? I think I really agree with that. And what I'm about to say has a lot of things that are really similar to what you just mentioned. Um, and I would also agree that you have to go through certain things in life to realise what they mean. Like your parents, your older siblings, your mentors can tell you it 50 times. But until you go through yourself, it doesn't really hit you. and You don't really understand. I think for me, yeah, the definitely. biggest thing that I learned, and I wouldn't say I regret it again, but that I should have done earlier is be present and focus. I think in today's society, you know, it almost feels cool to do five things. You know, everyone's like, and, and I'm, I have to preface that some people don't have a choice um, and that is really difficult. But a lot of people um, who do have a choice feel like it's something they have to do. They have to study, they have to do an internship, they have to play a musical instrument and do a lot of, and do a lot of other hobbies, which is great if it makes you happy. But for some people, it's very stressful. And something that I've realized is humans are not built to do eight things at once. You, you can't online shop and be in a lecture and text your friend and, and trying to get all three things done because you'll either buy the wrong thing, <laughs> you'll text the wrong friend, or you have no idea what the lecturer is saying. 
And you try to call me out. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, the amount of times I've done that. Let's not go into that. Sorry, please continue. No, no, it's 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 definitely something we're all guilty of, really. And it could be anything. You know, a lot of the times people watch a movie while they're doing their assignment, and you know, it doesn't make any sense. So something that I've really realized is when you focus on something, that thing you're focusing on becomes so much more interesting. So, for example, um, one day. I decided to focus on a movie. Like I actually watched the movie and did nothing else. And the amount of detail that I realized from that movie was mind blowing. And I've tried to pursue that sort of philosophy with everything. I think one thing that is personal to me is when I go meet somebody, a friend, I always pretty much turn my phone off. Because I think that, you know, being at present with that particular person, a lot of things are organic. You know, like you can't plan for everything. And if you have all these distractions, those organic things disappear. So one thing that I really wish I did earlier was to find things that I wanted to focus on and focus on those. But one thing I have to caveat is you can't find things that you like until you do a lot of things that you don't like. But once you do find the things you like, try not to distract yourself with all these other things and take the time, even if it's for you know a couple of weeks or a couple of months, and just give it a try to just focus on one, two, three things in your life and I think you will realize that those three things, there's a lot to it. It could sound like the most simple thing ever, like having coffee with a friend. And if you focus on that, that could be their next business idea. It could be a life revelation. It could be the start of a novel. Uh, so that's a, something that I really wish I did earlier and something that's really benefited me once I changed the way, I think, the way of thinking and my mindset towards it. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's really good advice and... Something I think I'm starting to learn more as well. What about you, Alice? Do you have anything else to add? Um, I think what we've heard so far are like really great. Um, I definitely agree with both of you guys. Um, you know, taking more time for yourself and also um, focusing on one thing to gain a lot out of it. Um, so I guess if I were to add something, maybe something more like a lighthearted, I would say for me personally, I wish I went on more road trips because I did my undergrad in Melbourne and like I'm sure there's like a really like lots of beautiful places in Melbourne um, and sorry, outside of Melbourne in Victoria and I, yeah, I didn't go on that many like road trips. I didn't really visit those places. I mainly stayed in the city and for me, I think road trips are things that like I remember looking back on as opposed to like grabbing, you know, coffee here and there, which is also really, really nice but um, if I had, you know, made the time to go out of my way to do something a little bit different to my everyday, I think those experiences would be, like, really beautiful, and they're things that I remember. I guess they're, like, core memories, if you will. Um, so I wish I did a bit more of that. Um, yeah, I guess that's more personal. So I would say, like, more generally, um, yeah, do some like sometimes do things that you don't usually do because it's fun you'll learn new things and like you'll remember those things yeah definitely yeah. no I like the road trip answer a lot actually I think I agree with that too some of my best memories are from road trips and I yeah I want to go more road trips too lovely well I guess um we've had a lot of discussion about why we started the podcast a few philosophical questions that you'll hear um come up in our podcast when you talk to other people I think you know like, like a good podcast why, why don't we end with a piece of advice from each of us um and then we can wrap it up there okay sounds good um I can start so my one piece of advice 
we've touched on this already, but it is just to explore your interests. So anything, especially at, you know, a young age, anything that piques your curiosity, anything that you find interesting or you think you want to know more about, just take a step towards learning more about it or exploring it. And I think sometimes, even if it doesn't fit your idea of who you are and what sort of things you think you like, I think sometimes you end up surprising yourself. So that's my piece of advice. Um, yeah, what about you guys? Yeah, I, I think for me, um, my advice is a bit of a play on empathy, but everything you do or you involve yourself in, try and understand why somebody likes it. Because everything you do in life, somebody loves it. And if you really try and take the time to understand why someone likes it, you might end up liking it as well. Um, so that's my piece of advice. Alice? Yeah, these are really great. Um, I think for me, it would be similar to what I've said a bit earlier. Um, and that is get to know yourself. Um, you know, spend time with yourself. Try different things, kind of like what Josie has said. Um, and see what you, know, what you like, what you don't like, and how you react to things. Yeah. So um, that wraps up our episode for today. And to everyone listening, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode too. Um, feel free to email us at itsnotaladder at gmail.com or message us on Facebook or Instagram. And we'll see you in the next episode. So thanks, everyone.